0: And, Father, thank you for your word. And, God, I know that tonight you want to speak truth into their lives. God, you want to change them from the inside out. And this not not just be another Monday night. But, God, you want to set them free with the truth of your word. And, God, tonight's word is simple. It's simple. God, I pray that you would give us all myself included ears to hear what uh, you're speaking tonight. We commit this time to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, so we've spent the last few weeks talking about the parable of the sower. And it's found in Matthew chapter 13. We're going to go there tonight. Um, anyone have their Bible? All right, shout out to the two of you with your Bible. i see you. That's what's up. All right, we're going to be in Matthew chapter 13. Matthew is the first book of the New Testament, which basically means it's towards the end of your Bible. And I'm going to read verses 1 through 9 and then 18 through 23. That same day, Jesus went out of the house and sat beside the sea. And great crowds gathered about him so that he got into a boat and sat down. Other seeds fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked them. Other seeds fell on good soil and produced grain, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. He who has ears, let him hear. That's God's right. That's Jesus saying, look, y'all better pay attention. Everyone say, pay attention. attention. We're going to go to verse 18. We'll finish up here. And this is when Jesus explains to his disciples. Disciples are like, Jesus, what are you talking about? Like, can you break it down for us, homie? Because like birds and seed and like, what does this have to do with my life, right? So Jesus starts again in verse 18. Hear then the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what has been sown in his heart. Everyone say snatches. This is what was sown along the path. As for what was sown on rocky ground, this is the one who hears the word and immediately, immediately receives it with joy. Yet he has no root in himself, but endures for a while. And when tribulation or persecution arises on account of the word, immediately he falls away. Everyone say falls away. As for what was sown among thorns, this is the one who hears the word. But the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word. I won't say choke. And it proves unfruitful. I won't say unfruitful. As for what was sown on good soil, I will say good soil. good soil. This is the one who hears the word and understands it. He indeed bears fruit and yields. In one case a hundredfold in another 60 and in another 30. A couple weeks ago, Josh talked about rocky ground and what that represents. And then just last week, CJ came and brought a word about thorny ground. In the seed, in this parable, a parable is a earthly story with a heavenly meaning. It's like an analogy. It's like an old school way of saying analogy, right? So the seed represents God's word. Everyone say the seed is God's word. And the soil represents what? Our hearts. Our hearts. Bam. Okay. The seed is God's word. The soil represents our heart. So tonight, this is what we're asking and we're going to answer. And I'm not going to be long. I actually have a really cool video I'm going to show you guys tonight. Here's the question. What is good soil? What is heart soil? <laughs> Two different polar opposite things. What is good soil? And what is the hard soil? The hard soil is represented in this passage that I just read. As the seed that is sown along the path, that's verses 4 and 19. Remember it said that the seed was sown along the path and immediately, everyone say immediately. Immediately. Birds came and snatched it up. Everyone say snatching birds. birds. We ain't talking angry birds tonight, we're talking snatching birds, okay? (laughs) So if you have hard soil in your heart, then there's no chance for the word of God to take root in your heart and bear good fruit. Make sense? This is basic stuff, y'all, like kindergarten level, okay? If your heart is hard, there is no chance that God's Word is going to land on your heart and like a little sprig is going to pop up, right? All the other weeks, the rocky soil, the thorny soil, there was some growth, but it didn't last. When your heart is hard, there's no way God's Word can be planted in your heart and something spring forth. Because immediately, who comes and snatches it? The birds. But who do the birds represent? The The devil. devil. The devil. The devil comes and snatches the seed. What makes the soil of our hearts hard? Okay? We know that when our hearts are hard, God's word cannot be planted and there's no chance for growth. But now we've got to ask a second question. And the second question is this. What causes... You and I to have hard hearts. Answer, super simple. Y'all ready? A lack of understanding. A lack of understanding. Everyone say a lack of understanding. Everyone say, hmm. So I'm going to read you guys some scriptures. I wish I would have looked these up ahead of time, but that's okay. Psalm 111.10 says this. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. All those who practice it have a good understanding. His praise endures forever. Translation, we're not talking about being scared of God, like, ooh, God. What am I here? I'm hiding. I'm scared of God. The fear of the Lord actually means like a deep respect for God. Some of you tonight don't have the fear of the Lord. You know how I know? Two reasons. Because A, or number one, if you feared the Lord, you wouldn't be climbing around during worship. Right? Like we wouldn't have to shoot y'all like preschool, be like, hey, shh, shh. I mean, my eyebrows get be a workout on Monday nights with y'all, right? If you respected God, you would be engaged with worship. You would be singing. Or at least listening. But here's how else I know that some of you tonight don't have the fear of the Lord because it is impossible for you to fear God and to live in fear of man. When you live in fear of man, you're constantly changing who you are and how you live and how you speak and the things you do because you're scared of what everyone else is going to say about you. Your side hustle is legit doing whatever what everyone else tells you to do. You're trying to fit in. You're trying to be cool. You're not trying to be set apart. You're trying to be like everyone else. You're not trying to get made fun of. You're just trying to go along with the crowd. You're trying to be in. That is fear of man, not fear of God. See, fear of man is afraid of what man will think and say of you. But fear of God is a deep, reverent respect for God. It's like being in the presence of royalty. Or dignity when when someone like a, a police officer shows up tonight. I, I was parked in the alleyway and I was about to get in the van and, and and this police officer was parked behind my van. I was like, oh no, like I hope I'm not in trouble for parking in the alley. Like just trying to do something real quick. And so I immediately changed how I talked. I walked up to the vehicle and I said, "How you doing, sir?" Well, it was just my friend <laughs> who happens to be a police officer, you know. So he kind of smiled at me. I'm like, oh. True to you, hey, I know what's up, you know? Like, be careful tonight. But, but someone in authority, like a police officer, there's a deep respect for. Well, that should be true of us with God, right? We have no problem asking God to bless us, but we have a problem fearing God. Everyone said, You cannot, you cannot. Live, in live in fear of God and live in fear of man. Next passage. It's going to be Job. Hey, uh, Job. Here we go. Job 28, 28. Job is a dude in the Bible who lost everything. Lost everything. His family, his property, his animals. He got. He lost his health. He got these like, real nasty sores all over his body. He lost his friends. His own wife was like, man, curse God already. This is whack, man. And Job's like, no, nope, God is good. It says this in Job 28, 28. And he said to man, behold, the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom. Sounds familiar, doesn't it? And to turn away from evil is understanding. How do we have hard soil in our hearts? Because of a lack of what? Okay, and to turn away from evil is what? So some of you have hard hearts because you're not turning away from evil, you're turning to evil. Hey, weed, spend a minute, what's up? Like some of y'all cats be so foolish, you post a marijuana for sale on Facebook. And you're proud of it. And Job 28 says that to turn away from evil is understanding. See, the reason God's word can't take root in your heart is because your heart is hard, because you are afraid of what others will think of you, and because instead of turning away from evil, you're turning to evil. You're opening wide the front door, say just Come on in. Welcome. And then you're mad at everyone else because you're getting in trouble while you the ding-dong that open the front door, right? <laughs> I'm starting to step on toes. It's getting hot in here. Alright, we're going to hop over to Jeremiah 4. Everyone say Jeremiah 4. Y'all still with me? Jeremiah 4 verse 22 says this. This is God speaking. For my people are foolish. They know me not. They are stupid children. They have no understanding. They are wise, dash, in doing evil, exclamation point. But how to do good, they know not. Anyone feeling a little uncomfortable? Yeah, me too. Okay, same? No, just me. Okay, cool. It says that my people are wise in knowing how to do wrong. Wow. What a shame that would be if that were true of you and I. Okay. For some of us in the room, it is true. We're gonna hop over to Proverbs eighteen, fifteen, the book of wisdom. Everyone say Proverbs. Proverbs. Chapter eighteen, verse fifteen. Says this. An intelligent heart acquires knowledge, and the ear of the wise seeks knowledge. We're going to hop over to Psalm one nineteen sixty six. Psalm one nineteen sixty six. 66. Holy cow, there's 176 verses of that. Memorize that chapter, y'all. Psalm 119 verse 66 says this teach me good judgment and knowledge for I believe in your commandments see the reason God's word can't take up residence in your heart and bear any fruit is because your heart is hard and why is your heart hard because of a lack of understanding and the solution is simple the solution is this: you pray, God, would you give me wisdom and understanding? Give me understanding. you guys get a ton of the Word of God in the house of faith a ton every Monday night if we were to add up the minutes so that we actually teach you guys the Word of God, it'd be astounding. you guys could have like a master 's degree or something but here 's the problem. I don't think that it's just a lack of understanding. I think it's a lack of wanting. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, I know how to do the floss. I mean, you basically like, swing your hip one way, opposite of your arms. I'm getting too old for this and I have T-Rex arms, okay? I also know how to floss my teeth, I did that this morning, okay? But I'm talking about like the floss dance move. Like, I know how to do it, I understand the concept. But honestly, I don't really want to. Like, that's not fun for people like me. Like, y'all be flossing all day long. So the reason that Tara doesn't floss isn't because she doesn't understand how to floss. It's because I don't want to. <laughs> and the things of God that we teach you guys, I don't really think it's because you don't understand. You're like, huh, foreign concept. Don't cuss at House of Faith. Gosh, you know, I just don't understand what that means. Huh. Don't lie? Gosh, that's that's like big words for me, man. Can you break that down? What you what you talking about? Don't lie. I I don't understand. <laughs> See, it's a lack of want to. So now we gotta ask the flip question. What makes the soil of our hearts good? The good soil is represented in the passage that we read in verses 8 and 23. Let's go back there. Matthew 13. I'm going to flip back. We've covered a lot of scriptures since then, so I want to hop back real quick. Sir, you can stop talking or you can move to the back. Thank you.
1: Matthew 13.
0: <clears throat> this is verses 8 and 23. It says this. Other seeds fall on good soil and produce grain some a hundredfold some sixty some thirty. And then verse 23 As for what was sown on good soil this is the one who hears the word and understands it he indeed bears fruit and yields in one case a hundredfold and another sixty and another thirty. So how do we have good soil in our hearts it's simple we have good soil in our hearts when we hear the word of God, but when understanding it, actually do what it says. <laughs> we we actually have to take what God has given us and actually like walk it out, right? Because otherwise, it's just like factual information. Like I'm never going to become good at flossing if I don't like floss. If I don't like practice, you actually have to take the things of God that we teach you and not only hear it. Not only understand it, which a majority of you do, but you actually have to walk it out. And this is where a majority of us get stuck. Because we hear the word all the time at House of Faith. We understand the word because we break it down for you guys. But, but where the trouble comes is actually walking it out. Because truth be told, we don't like what the word of God tells us. I don't want to forgive someone that's mean to me. I want to knock their block off. And I actually want to be rude back. I, I don't want to be kind when someone cuts me off in traffic. I want to lay on my horn. Not for five seconds, for 13. Trust me on this one. I, I don't want to give something to someone that has taken something from me. I want to say, hey, punk, give me back my stuff. See, the disconnect comes because not because we don't hear the word of God. Not because we don't understand the Word of God, but because you and I don't like what the Word of God says. So we treat it like a buffet. Like, hey, no, thank you. <laughs> Pass. You, you, can, you can give that verse to Emma. I'll take the blessing. All here for the blessing, Lord. But that's what we do all the time. And we wonder why our hearts have hearts to when you understand something, you do it. And when you don't understand something, you don't do it. Classic example, your homework, right? I was terrible. Um, I was terrible with, um, I guess it's pre-cal. Like I did okay with algebra, some math, calculus. That's what it was. Thank you, Lord. Calculus in high school. Oh my gosh, I did not understand calculus. And like, I hated it. So guess what? I didn't do my calculus homework because you can't do something you don't understand, right? Luke, eleven, twenty-eight. Everyone say Luke. I'm almost done. I got to hurry. Help with my fingers work tonight. Y'all still with me? Luke, eleven, twenty-eight. But he said, this is Jesus, blessed rather, are those who hear the word of God and keep it. Blessed. Jesus says if you hear the word of God and do what it says, you're blessed. How many of you, be real, come up in here with your sin, with no plans of changing it? but would be like, oh man, God bless me. My house of faith tonight. Come on, be real, that's more than two of you. That's like 22 of you at least. Okay, shout out to the nine homies keeping it real in here. The rest of you, you tripping. You, you come in here with your stuff and you have no intention of changing it because you're like, man, God just gonna forgive me later, but man, I'm going to ask God to bless me on that test tomorrow because I for sure ain't studying tonight. I got a fortnight date, man. I got to take things to the next level. I, I got to keep my Snapchat streaks alive, but man, I'm going to ask God to bless me on my test I didn't study for. Jesus says, "You are blessed when you hear the word of God and do what it says." We're going to hop over to the book of James. It say it, James. Actually, no, I'm trying to look it up. I'm going to paraphrase it for you. It's James 1:22 through twenty-five. It says, "Don't just hear the word of God." Look at me. I'm done after this. Don't just listen to the word of God. And hear the word of God and not do what it says. Because if you do, you're like a man who looks intently in the mirror, Intently like you zoning in, you zooming in. You're like, I'm looking flat. Look at that hair, man. It's got the perfect little vertical on the back with a little spin on it. I'm looking fly, right? Sunday morning, yesterday, we were at camp roll out of bed, God did not even look in the mirror, brush my teeth, pack my stuff, clean my cabin. I got back to St. Angelo and I looked in the mirror and I said, ooh, someone should have told a friend something.
1: <laughs> and guess what? I went
0: out in public last night looking like that too. I did not care. But today, today I got up and I looked in the mirror and I said, ooh, look at the You got to get a little closer to the mirror because see, your eyeballs don't work like they used to. And so sometimes, I got to do a side step next to my bathroom counter and I lean in real close. How we looking. And when I do my hair, I, I towel dry and then I get the hairspray and then I always have to go back and do a little, these fingers flick here, a little flick here and into the mirror. Now, we've got to get back to the Word. In the book of James, it says, do not merely listen to the Word of God and not do what it says, because if you do, you are like someone who looks closely in a mirror and immediately walks away forgetting what they look like. Immediately walks away. But instead, be a doer of the Word. I won't say a doer. Matthew 7.17 I'm closing with this. And I'm going to show you guys a video. Carmelina, we're going to roll with it. It'll put us a little bit behind, but we're good. It says this in Matthew 7.17 A good tree cannot produce bad fruit and a bad tree cannot produce good fruit. Good fruit is like the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, and self-control. So the reason... My life doesn't have good fruit is because that is what Tara chose. It ain't because my daddy was a punk to me or I don't have any friends, or I'm angry that my dog died, or, or people are just always judge me trip on me. The reason that my life sucks and it does not bear good fruit is because that is what Tara chose because you and I have direct access to the Word of God and it tells us everything we need to know for life and godliness in and through Jesus Christ. It tells us the standard of truth. It tells us what's expected of us. It tells us what the rules and what the laws are. It tells us how to get God's blessing. It tells us how to stay out of trouble. Trouble with parents, trouble with teachers, trouble with friends. We have it. So the reason our lives, yours and mine, doesn't produce good fruit is not because house of faith isn't doing their job or because teachers are always tripping out on you or because your parents have an unrealistic expectation of you. The reason you and I our lives don't produce good fruit is because that is what you and I choose. Period. That's the whole point of tonight's sermon. Because the life that you want is the life that you will choose. Every day you get thousands of choices. And every single choice you make will either help you understand Jesus and his word better, or it will not. And you get to choose that. It's to choose your own adventure every single day. You get to choose how you spend your time. You get to choose what your eyes are looking at. You get to choose what your ears are listening to. You get to choose who your friends are. You get to choose how well or not well you do in school. You get to choose if you participate in worship or you clown around. You get to choose who you get to be. And that is incredible. A good tree cannot produce bad fruit. A bad tree cannot produce good fruit. The reason your life doesn't look like Jesus is because that is what you choose. It's the simplest choice. We're going to close with a video. But before we do that, I just want to say this. And I'm going to pray and we're going to watch a video and we'll be done. Look right here. gentlemen in the back. The life you end up having will be a direct result of the choices you make today. You make today. You can go home and read God's word. That's on you. You can go home and you can listen to Kixie or you can listen to Air One. The life you want, the life you live, is the life that you choose. You have control over if your heart is hard or if your heart has good soil. And when your heart has good soil, God's word can get planted, and man, it bears fruit, and these incredible things grow. And all of a sudden, your parents are like, are you okay? Do you have a fever? is this my same child? The life you want is the life that you choose. God, thank you for tonight. God, I pray that you would soften every hard heart in this place. God, that you would break down the walls that need to be broken. God, that you would rescue them. That you would have mercy on their sin-sick souls, God, before it's too late. God, I pray that you bless each student here with a heart full of good soil. God, that their life would bear much fruit. In Jesus' name, amen.